0: This episode of the Anatomy of a Book podcast is brought to you by the Academic Book Promotion Toolkit, a comprehensive, self-paced online course designed to help new and experienced academic authors create a plan and timeline for promoting a new book. With examples of over 30 marketing strategies for academic books, the Academic Book Promotion Toolkit is your step-by-step guide to the tools you need to create a personalized marketing plan that will help you share your book with the world. Learn more about the Academic Book Promotion Toolkit at slash projects. You're listening to The Anatomy of a Book, Episode 49. Academic writing is just a series of small steps that add up to big results. So, why is it so hard? And why can publishing be so anticlimactic? And what's the deal with all the imposter syndrome feelings? In this podcast, I'm sharing a peek into the academic writing life, warts and all. Stick around to hear musings on writing, publishing, book marketing, and all things scholarly. Let's figure out this academic writing business together. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I'm going to pause from offering a writing update, and instead, I would love to share with you five of my favorite books on writing. And these are all books that I have returned to again and again, and I find them to be incredibly helpful when I need a little bit of inspiration or when I'm feeling a little bit alone as a writer, um, especially in those ebbs and flows, the peaks and valleys, when you need a little bit of extra support. And what I appreciate about all of these authors um, of these different books is that they are true students of the craft of writing. And the way that they all talk about writing makes you feel like you're part of a larger community of writers. What's also kind of interesting about each of these books is um, most of the people who are writing them, they're not academics. And I definitely turn to people outside of academia for writing mentoring and for writing support and community, and I think that part of the reason for that is that as academics, I don't think we always identify as writers, and we don't always think about ourselves as kind of like a tribe of writers, even though we are. We're writing all the time, but there are people outside of academia who do think that way, and that's the kind of community that I always feel supported in. So the first book, I'm going to talk about five today, the first book is one by um, Danny Shapiro called "Still Writing: um, The Perils and Pleasures of a Creative Life," and I may have talked about this on the show before because it was the book that I read as I was wrapping up book three, and I was dipping in and out of it. It's it's essays that she's written about her writing career over twenty years, and Danny Shapiro is both a fiction writer and a memoir um, writer. And she's had a very interesting life, um, hence the the many memoirs that she has written. And she's someone who's very introspective and just has a really beautiful and simple way of describing the world around her. And I just really appreciated hearing how she continues to struggle as a writer um, 20 years in. And she's been trying to make a living for herself as a writer all of this time. And has succeeded, um, but it's been challenging for her, and I appreciate hearing that, especially as someone who is also kind of trying to make a living from my writing as well. The second book is um, actually one that I think is really fun. Uh, This is one that is edited with um, little excerpts also added in from Mason Curry, and it's a book called Daily Rituals, How Artists Work. And um, this is not just about writers. Um, it also includes um, painters and composers and philosophers, filmmakers, a bunch of different kinds of folks. Um, he defines artists very broadly. But the general idea is people who are making things consistently and what is it that they're building into their day to allow them to do that And it's a really fun book. Um, One of the things that I love about it the most is that you can dip in and out of it. Um, It's really easy to read like little snippets here and there. But it also really shows you that every artist has a really different schedule and a really different kind of set of things that makes them tick. And... um, That's just in some ways really comforting because it means that there's no secret thing that we all should be doing that we're not, (laughs) Um, and that there's no kind of simple answer to how to create things. So um, this is one of my favorites to dip in and out of. The third book that I've returned to again and again, um, and it actually kind of surprised me when I first read it, how much I loved it, is Stephen King's memoir on writing, Um, and it's actually called On Writing. And um, I am not a huge Stephen King fan. I've read a couple of his books. I usually stick to the stuff that's a little bit less um, science fiction or fantasy. And what I've always loved about Stephen King is his ability to get very um, detailed in terms of his description and his character development. And I've also always really enjoyed seeing his work adapted on the screen. But I also think that what's amazing about Stephen King is he has such a history of being such a prolific writer in so many different genres. And this is someone who has been writing for decades and continues to love the craft. And this book um, is really the story of how he came to be a writer, how he came to be published. And it also includes, um, toward the end of the memoir, the period of his life where he almost had to stop writing um, because he was involved in a, a vehicular accident where he was run off the road when he was walking at his home in Maine. And he talks about coming back from that and what that has meant for him as a writer. And it's probably one of the most powerful memoirs I've ever read. Um, And in particular, because it's so focused on him describing how he came to the craft and how he's continued to kind of nurture his craft over a period of years. And the dedication that he has to the craft has been um, really inspiring to me. All right. The fourth book is one that I came to recently, and it's by Louise DiSalvo, and it's called The Art of Slow Writing. And uh, this is also kind of memoir-esque. It's her reflections on time craft and creativity. And um, this is another person who teaches writing and has been a student of writing for quite some time. And what I appreciate about this book is Louise Desalvo has kind of figured out what makes her work as a writer what makes herself work and she's accepted it so she's not pushing herself to do anything that she um, needs to do you know more quickly or in a different way she knows what works for her and she has kind of accepted that and built it into her craft and into her systems and I really appreciate that about her Um, this is another book you, you, I think you're probably sensing a pattern here that you can really dip in and out of. I really like these kind of smaller books of essays by other writers that you can just kind of get snippets here and there, get a little bit of inspiration if you need it. Um, but this is one of the the other ones that is a favorite of mine. Louise DeSalvo also wrote a book called Writing as a Way of Healing, which is another book that I think is, um, useful, um, and recommended as well. And then the fifth and final book uh, may or may not be a surprise to you, but this is one that I was first introduced to, at least the author I was first introduced to, when I was probably 15 or 16 years old, and I took a creative writing class at the local community college, and this is Wild Mind by Natalie Goldberg. And in that um, creative writing class, I don't remember if we read Wild Mind or one of Natalie Goldberg's other works, and I'm recommending Wild Mind here, but I would actually recommend several of her books. I mean, I, there, are, there are many that I have read and enjoyed. Um, but what's interesting about Natalie Goldberg is she writes these books on writing. She also writes fiction. And she always writes about the struggle. And even though she's been writing for a long time, and she's been a writing teacher for a long time, she's also a practicing Buddhist. Um, so she talks a lot about that and how it gets incorporated into her writing practice. She doesn't shy away from the difficulty of writing and from the challenge of putting words down on the page, especially if you don't feel ready or if you're not quite sure what you want to say. And so I've always really appreciated her honesty. And she also has a really kind of simple way of writing that's very beautiful. And um, it's kind of deceptively simplistic. Like it's it kind of just surprises you a little bit I think um, by how simple it is and how much she's able to get across and that's something that I've always tried to be a student of with her work in particular is how is she doing that um, because it's it's a lot harder to do I think than it looks on the page. So I will make sure to link to all of these books in the show notes. Of course I would love to hear what are the favorite writing books that you find yourself coming back to time and again I'm always looking for new books to add to my shelves. And uh, thanks so much for checking in with this week's episode of The Anatomy of a Book. I'm Katie Linder. I'll be back next week with another update. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of The Anatomy of a Book can be found at anatomyofabook.com. That's anatomyofabook.com. If you like The Anatomy of a Book, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues the best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the You've Got This podcast. Both are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I also produce a free weekly email newsletter called The Academic Creative that focuses on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to get it delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn even more about my work and projects, visit my website at katie.linder.work. Thanks for listening.